you've decided to go to a nearby restaurant. You ask the hostess to seat you in a booth. As you sit, you notice an animated conversation among the four seated behind you. They're talking about Star Wars and Doctor Who and something called the Laugh Olympics. These are the people you used to pants in high school, and yet you cannot help listening. Unable to tear your ears away, you realize you've just been sucked into the Dinner for Geeks. Dinner for Geeks, weekly at twotruefreaks.com. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Illogic, foolish emotions, a constant irritant, and out freaks! Two! Belong in a circus. <laughs> right next to the dog-faced boy. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, shit. It's a super prize package worth $9,388. Money. This isn't the biggest bag over the head. Punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Ow! Go And now, together by live simulation via the internet, your hosts, Scott Gardner. He killed a police officer for Christ's sake. Thank God, damn lucky he didn't kill him. And Chris Honeywell. Keep away! Keep away from me! You are physically repulsive, intellectually retarded, vulgar, insensitive, selfish. You have no taste, a lousy sense of humor, and you smell. So you're looking at me? Yeah, because she thought you're some kind of freak. Now come on, let's go. She likes me, eh? No way. Shut up, you freak! Shooting your shoe. I say shut up! It's a man out! A man Hello, children, and welcome back to Two True Freaks. I'm Scott Gardner, and this is the third week episode for a little thing we're calling Conjure Month. Conjure was a recent sci-fi, anime, comic book convention in Orlando, Florida, and two true freaks were there. I, along with Dr. Bill Robinson and Scott Riefen, conducted several panels at the con, and this time around, I'm bringing you the audio from our second panel. It's a subject near and dear to many a long-time Two True Freaks listener that I think you're really going to enjoy, called Get Off Your Ass and Make a Podcast. Later, you're going to hear from Bill and I after the panel as we fight our way to Epcot, and then a bit more audio of us once again in the car, on our way home for the evening and recapping the day's goings-on. Enjoy! Now, my name is Scott Riefen, and uh, I am on a podcast called Dinner for Geeks, which 
is has been encouraged and supported by this man right here. His name is Scott Gardner. He is the uh, the co-founder of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you can find and experience at twotruefreaks.com. This guy, we don't know who he is, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's to us. We're going to buy him a hamburger later and that kind of thing. And, uh, oh, he's going to do the flyers. This is Dr. Bill Robinson. And uh, he is involved in a number of the podcasts on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, like Back to the Bins. And uh, you're on Walking Dead Wednesday? Yep. Okay. You see that. Now, how many of you here have ever pod- done a podcast before? You've been involved in a podcast? Excellent. Oh, All right. Excellent. Who has a regular all-time everyday podcast, every week podcast? Regular, I don't know, city weekly, bi-weekly, tri-weekly. I know one person. Regular podcast. And you do, I know. You probably wouldn't sit up here. Uh, podcasting is a word. Who knows what podcasting is? You guys, you guys are familiar with it. That's good. Are you interested in starting podcasts? Is that, it? Is that what we're doing here? Good. Let's talk about it. Um, that's why we're going to talk to these guys today. Because they do this and have done this a lot. And honestly, there are reasons why I do it as well nowadays. The great thing about podcasting is you find something that you're interested in talking about, something you're interested in expressing and communicating with the rest of the world. The beautiful thing is I'm in radio, and I, I do a morning talk show every day on a radio station in beautiful Brunswick, Georgia. And it took me 18 years to get my show the way I wanted it, to be able to do it the way I wanted it, because I had to go to this stage of my development, my career, I had to go to this stage, I had to go to this stage, and had to over time get basically trained and make my way into and show and prove myself until I could get into a situation where I could do a talk show and they would leave me alone and just let me do a talk show the way I wanted to do it. The beautiful thing about podcasting is if you know how you want to do it, you know what you want to do, you just go do it. And you don't have to get somebody to hire you and you don't have to get somebody to promote you and you don't have to get somebody to move you to another position in another station and you don't have to uh, sit there every day and bite your fingernails hoping that you don't get the big pink slip towards the end of the year. You do it because you love it, but you do it the way you want to do it and how you want to do it. And you talk about things that you love. So that's what we're going to do here. Scott Gardner, again, has... It is the co-founder of this Two True Freaks Network, which has become, I don't know how many shows there are on this thing. It is ginormous in the number of different programming, the number of different options. If you have some kind of a a geeky interest, it's on that network. You can find a program where people are talking about it and and, uh, doing so in an entertaining fashion. So, Scott, let me ask you this question. Where did the idea come from to start a podcast for yourself? Why did you start a podcast? I uh, started it for a couple of different reasons. Is this working? You guys hear me all right? Keep going. Uh, started for a couple of different reasons. Um, I kind of got hooked on listening to podcasts myself uh, about seven, eight years ago. I was working an overnight job where I had basically 10 hours a night to fill uh, where I worked, I essentially worked by myself in the, in the job that I worked in, and I had the ability to listen to whatever I wanted to. And after a time, just listening to music or listening to audiobooks or whatever, it was just kind of getting old. And this was at a time when the word podcast was just starting to kind of go around. And I didn't really know what it was. I just kept hearing the word podcast, podcast. And I'm like, what is that? I don't, I don't have an iPod, so I, 
I didn't really know what it was. I wasn't really interested. And people kept telling me, are you listening to this show? Are you listening to that show? And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And then somebody just said, hey, you know, they're starting to do comic book podcasts now. So I started listening to several different shows and got really hooked on a couple of different ones that most of them are not around anymore. And as I was listening, I was wanting to offer my own opinions on the subjects that they were talking about. And more and more, that idea of offering my own opinions, my own take and everything kept kind of germinating in the back of my idea, or in the back of my head, rather. And in the meantime, uh, my best friend lives up in, uh, in Rochester, New York. And at that time, we talked to each other about once a year, once every 18 months, something like that. But when we would talk to each other, we would just have these epic phone conversations where we'd be on the phone like five, six hours. And it was catching up on all the new movies. You know, had you seen, you know, Superman Returns or whatever was out at the time and having these just mammoth geek conversations on, you know, any range of geeky topics. So we were talking one night and as we're talking, I'm realizing this is a podcast. What we're doing is just we're doing a podcast. Other people would probably dig this conversation. So I just kind of pitched the idea to him. Uh, you know, would you be interested in doing something like this? And he bit, neither one of us realizing how much work there was involved in it and everything. And, and it just kind of spun out of this idea of two best friends getting together on a regular basis and discussing all the geeky stuff that we like and were other people interested in listening to it. And evidently so, because we've spun, you know, in six years, we've spun into this massive network that, as Scott says, I have no idea now how many shows we even have on our network. It's got to be 30-something at this point. Easily. And they range everything you can think of. we got Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, Giant Monsters, Fangirl Interests, Anime... Um, comics. comics out the yin yang, all, all kinds of comic stuff, old comics, new comics. Um, I mean, I, I'm hard pressed to think of something that we don't cover in Geek World at this point. Well, I, you know, one of the things I want to do with this is I want to discuss some of the uh, some of the things you can do and some of the some of the approaches to take and encourage people. But also, I think a lot of people want to know the nuts and bolts. I think a lot Absolutely. of people want to know how can I sit down and make a podcast. Now, and I'm going to tell you before I turn it to Scott. The short answer is, however you want to do it. And yes. That's kind of the beauty of it. Yes. But go ahead and let's take us through the nuts and bolts of how do you, how do you podcast? First off, I, I think the very first and most important thing to know is, is to kind of have at least a, a sense of what you're getting into. Um, know what you want to talk about. Be very passionate about what you want to talk about. Don't try to... Um, what's the word? There's a great saying. You kind of have to eat the elephant in small bites, if you know what I mean. So, if you're if you're looking to do like say an index show, meaning like we, we just got off a panel where we talked, we were talking about uh, Marvel Star Wars, for example. This was a uh, comic book series that ran you know 107 plus issues. Knowing that we wanted to tackle that, but how did we want to tackle it? And it basically it took us about six years to cover it. We just tackled it in small bites. So knowing what you want to talk about, being passionate about the material, being dedicated to do it, but also knowing that depending on how you decide to do the show, that it can either be a whole lot of work or it can be you know, kind of loosey-goosey. I'm very envious of the, of the uh, format that Scott here has got because he, the way he does his show is you know, him and three of his best friends get together. 
uh, once a week. They sit down, they have dinner, they record the conversation that they have, and it pretty much that's how it goes out. Now, I'm, I'm short shrifting it because he puts a lot of editing into it. Yeah. But essentially, it's it's not a big production, if you know what I mean. No, and that's not a disparaging remark. It's just it's no. not it, you know it's not like theatrical. Whereas what we do a lot of times with with Two True Freaks proper, especially like. Uh, we just did an episode that got released about a week ago called uh, Grill the Freaks, where it was essentially we solicited our listenership to submit questions to us. I ended up taking the reins on the editing of that, and it took me two all-nighters to get it all produced because I scored it with music and did a lot of editing and a little funny, you know, little funny bits and things like that. But it, So it's, it's the level that you want to achieve, essentially, sound-wise and, and production values and, the, and that sort of thing. So no, kind of knowing where you want to be in that range. Do you want to be kind of loosey-goosey, or do you want to like be slick and polished? Um, more than nuts and bolts? Well, I think nuts and bolts, one, is you, you, need to, you need to be able to record it, obviously. Right. You want to be able to record it on something that sounds decent. And in this day and age, and I'm going to tell you again, is I'm a guy who, I'm a professional radio broadcaster, and I will tell you that we record and broadcast over an iPad sometimes. Because the microphones have gotten so good, and these little devices, you could record a decent-sounding podcast with an iPhone nowadays. And from there, you can get, you know, you can hook computers, uh, microphones up to your computer. I know, uh, what, what, what microphone do you use? I have a Kui, uh, I can't remember the number, uh, actually Chris Honeywell had got it for me, and I use that and Audacity to do some of the bits I do. I do little uh, parody songs and stuff for the network, or, or um, but when we're on Skype, I use my microphone stand, sits right there, and uh, got the headphones on. Yeah. Audacity is a free software that you can use to edit. Audacity, write it down, it is free. Um, it's good, it's, it's a good audio editor. Sometimes it gets you know it, it takes a while to learn some nuances and I I have nowhere near mastered or learned everything but often I experiment and try new things now there's other editions Chris had talked about there's an Adobe edition there's Garage audition audition, audition, audition uh, GarageBand yeah, yeah. I, I have to use it for dinner for gigs for the, the podcast we do as you said we we, do, we have dinner and we literally record that podcast on an iPad every week we have a little just an MP3 recorder and we set the iPad in the middle of the table at a restaurant. And we record it. And I make probably 200 cuts because there are a lot of times where dinner conversation, as exciting as it may be at times, is very boring. And there are people chewing. And who wants to hear chewing? So I go through and I cut. Audition actually has a function built in so that it kind of fades down and fades up when you make a cut. And we tried it on Audacity one time, and you can hear it every single time it cuts. If you use Audacity because it just it sticks the two cuts together. Whereas Audition kind of dovetails them into each other. And so it, it, it's a lot more seamless. Every so often you hear the cuts, but you usually don't. I, I can promise you if you listen to an episode of Dinner for Geeks, you may hear some cuts, but you will not hear 150 to 200 cuts, which is what it really is. Uh, but from there, how do you get it out there? How do you distribute it? How do you, how do you go out to the world and say, hey, here's a podcast? I think word of mouth is still probably the, the very best advertising of all. Well, hang on, hang on. We've got to distribute it first. Oh, I'm sorry. As far as where you, yeah. you know, you have yeah. to have a network. You have to have, uh, you know, either a website or a distributor. For the longest time with, with our show, with Two True Freaks, we put it out through something called Libsyn, which is just a feed service that you could join. You pay a minimal fee a month. Melissa, hi. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing great. Welcome. 
I'm sorry. I work with her. I, I just happen to know who she was. Libsyn, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. It stands for Liberated Syndication. And for as little as five bucks a month, I'm not, I'm not the salesman for Libsyn, but uh, for as little as five bucks a month, you can upload your podcast to them. They will feed it to iTunes, you know, wherever you want to feed it. They'll give you a link to feed it, and you can get it put on Apple iTunes like that. Uh, and you can get it distributed around the world to anybody anywhere like that. And it gives you a blog page and, and everything. And again, it starts at five bucks a month if you have a kind of a shortish podcast. If you have a little longer, they have a $20 a month plan. That's what we kind of found worked for us. We do an hour a week on Dinner for Geeks, and that, that $20 a month plan worked exactly right for us. So there, But there are a lot of different places that will host and distribute your podcast once you get it completed and out there. There are even, I don't know if they still exist, but I know for a time there were even some free services that were out there. And essentially, as long as you agreed to let them put in a commercial for whatever their service was, they would actually host you for free. I never used any of those myself, and I only ever listened to a few shows that ever did that. Uh, For the most part, they weren't too intrusive, though. So, I mean, there's that option, too. The great thing about podcasting is it can be as cheap or as expensive as you want it to be. I am notoriously cheap when it comes to... Because I, I essentially looked at it in the early days of, wait a minute, let me get this straight. I'm paying people to listen to me? That doesn't seem right. So it sometimes, depending, again, on the level that you want to achieve, it might take a little bit of time for you actually to set something up to where your show is at least self-sustaining. One thing I will tell you, and a big tip that I wish somebody had told us in the early days, is don't get into this thing thinking that you're going to make money. There are people that do it, but they're the Kevin Smiths, you know. They're the people at a, at a different level than, than kind of, just kind of like underground radio in a lot of ways, getting into it. So don't get into it thinking, you know, you're going to achieve fame and fortune. But if you're just looking for a great creative outlet, a way to just share your enthusiasm with whatever the subject is, well, that's the other thing is, you know, we're talking about geeky stuff. I mean, there's podcasts on every subject under the sun. I mean, everything from, you know, whatever, crocheting to car maintenance to history to, I mean, literally, you name it, there's shows on that subject. So it doesn't have to be just, you know, something about comic books or Star Wars. It, it can be anything that you're passionate about. That's the great thing about this. It's, a, it's an entirely new kind of media that, for the moment, is not heavily regulated. So yeah. you're wide open. You and can say or do whatever you want. Yeah, and that means if it's family-friendly, we try to keep a lot of what we do family-friendly, that's great. If it's not family-friendly, that's okay, too. Just put a warning on it so the wrong people don't download it or so parents know that their kids are downloading something that's not necessarily family-friendly. But, yeah, there, there, there's really a whole – let's say there are these guys that every, uh, every week they do a podcast where they, they break down and analyze one specific Star Wars character every week. That's their thing. Oh, wait a minute. There Never heard of him. Oh, wait. They're, they're <laughs> here. Yeah, Matt here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars, actually, I have that on my phone, so it's one of the ones that I get and uh, subscribe to. But that's, you know, the biggest thing is, obviously, you pick something you love, pick something you want to talk about, pick something you know you won't run out of things to say about it, find a method to record it, which, again, they're myriad. If you just want to do it with your iPhone, you can. If you want to buy a microphone... And uh, plug it into your laptop or your or your desktop or whatever. You can do that. There is free software out there. There are cheap and free methods of distribution out there. Um, there's a whole host of things. And then from there, you go promote it. You go appear on other people's podcasts. You share their appearance on yours. You go interact with them. You go to message boards. 
You do all of that kind of thing. That's a big one is, is appearing on other shows. We really get you out there, especially if you can make friends with people that are already established in, you know, in the biz. And I say that in definite air quotes. But, you know, if you can get to be friendly with other people that have been around in podcasting for a while and guest on those shows and just kind of put yourself out there. Or even uh, one of the big things we did. Okay, this thing keeps buzzing. Bill kept standing around and they kept saying, I'll find Bill, take a show. I kept, you know, yeah, I uh, weaseled my way in. Uh, it totally through, did too. Through through the forums, uh, I had met you guys and uh, you were talking. Oh, we're going to go to celebration. So hey, uh, I live in Tampa or just above Tampa, so I'll I'll come over and met you guys and you know we struck up a friendship and and then I would listen to other shows and you know uh, I think I could do a little parody song here at the end of this or let's do a funny commercial. I think I started doing bits for. Star Trek, Star Trek Monday, Monday, Monday yeah. in that we would do long distance dedications to where I would find a song that had something to do and I, I think the first one I did was we did Morgan Freeman doing uh, Rockwell's It Always Feels Like Somebody's Watching Me but it was done like a Casey <laughs> Kasem was like, hello, I'm Morgan Freeman and tonight <laughs> and so it, it just went with a bit like that I recorded it, I sent it to Chris he added the music and did all, you know, because I had very minimal recording skills at that time. Right. And, uh, you know, Chris would do all that up. So that, that just got, kind of started. And then one night I'm on Skype and uh, you and Paul were, uh, Paul, who we wish could be here with us, Mr. Spataro, the driving force now behind Back to the Bins show that we're on because he's, man, he cracks the whip on us. <laughs> and uh, um, you guys said, Hey, you, you feel like coming on and doing a book? <laughs> totally shanghaied him. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be, we're gonna record in an hour, so I'm digging through my books. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll take this Iron Man one that I've read enough times I should be able to talk somewhat intelligently about it, which is something I normally don't. Still do waiting for yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Still but, waiting uh, for that. So you know, you know, it's it's you can stumble in. Well, I guess I stumbled slash weaseled my way in, into the podcast to where now I, you know I edit some of my own shows. Editing. Editing takes a lot of time. A lot of time. And I know you probably edit way more than I do. That's why I look like this, man. But <laughs> really? Whoa. Bill, got, Bill came off the sidelines and got into the game. And it's kind of a lesson to teachers who's talking about his experiences. When you try it for the first time, when you do it, you will get better. Uh, when you listen to your first one, you go, oh, golly, I hate this, I hate that. And of course, my favorite—I hate the sound of my own voice. Right? You'll get over that. You'll get better at what you do. You'll get more smooth. You'll get more articulate. Uh, you will—you will not need the script anymore after a while. Eventually, you'll learn to self-edit yourself because going back and listening, you hear a lot of uh, um, and dead air, and thinking, and I can look at a waveform and go, "Okay, there's an ah." Uh, well, after your sixth hour sitting in front of a computer monitor taking out all of the ums and ahs and all that stuff, you will start to edit yourself mentally as you speak. And that's probably been the biggest, uh, if there's any level of achievement that's come from me out of podcasting, is that what I do now professionally directly owes back to podcasting it directly owes back to uncounted hours spent sitting at the editing board taking out ums and ahs to where i learned to actually be able to publicly speak like an intelligent human being for a change 
and uh, an opportunity came up where I worked to actually become a teacher and stand up in front of classrooms and teach people. Could never have done that six years ago, but through the course of podcasting and weaseling our way into panels and things like we're doing now, <laughs> it just it came out of me. And so that you know in itself can be very rewarding. Again, if you're looking for that that creative outlet and a chance to you know better your your speaking skills and that sort of thing, I say. At least in the early days when you first get started in podcasting, be meticulous. Edit meticulously because hopefully you'll get so tired of editing out ums and ahs that you'll start to take them out of your speech pattern and it'll make you, you know, sound that much better when you actually speak. Yeah, that's a great point to make though. Don't let um and ah uh stop you from making a great podcast. Don't let it stop you from getting started. Don't let it stop you. Because again, with practice, you know what some people... They never get rid of it, and it doesn't seem to matter. I'm going to point to a guy that I know, uh, you listen to a lot, Scott, Ricky Berganti. Yeah. He is an um factory. Yes. <laughs> to this day, but he is one of the most successful podcasters out there because Absolutely. his content is so good, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, it just kind of becomes the, the cadence of what you're listening to, and you just kind of flow along with it. It just kind of blends into the, the wallpaper there. Absolutely. Any, any questions from anybody, by the way, at this point? I know someone out there does a video podcast. I wonder if they have any information for us on how that differs from the audio podcast. Would that be Matt? That would be Matt. Okay, well, can you take the microphone over to Matt? Well, um, first, it's obviously a different form of editing, but again, it's much like they just said. Uh, That's me, I'm sorry. Find the subject that you're passionate to talk about. For this Sunday, you want to do a show, or how to how to run the series. Um, don't say all like I just said right there. No. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, we'll edit that think, out. That made me think of a huge difference. When you edit out the normal or not live video, it's much more obvious than an audio check because the, the video goes up. But by and large, getting started is the same way. But there's, there's of course, another learning factor. Uh, there's not as many, if any, free well-made software packages for video editing, but on the flip side, modern Windows installs, all Mac installs do come with something in video editing and whatnot there. So, but it's the same, but a little different, but uh, one great thing about being a podcaster and being accessible to the internet is almost every question you're going to come across is an answer particularly on YouTube. So, you're not alone when you know it feels like you're alone here. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the, the shows that to this day that I'm most proud of is a show that we did. Oh, it's, it's been a couple years ago now. You kind of have to hunt for it on the feed, but it's still there. It's still up on the feed. It was a show that we did called, uh, nobody gets offended, Get Off Your Ass and Make a Podcast, which was supposed to be the name of the panel, but they wanted to tone it down a little bit. 
But it turned out exactly. It it was a show that we kind of did. I'll be honest with you. We kind of did it as a lark because we kept getting so many questions from our listeners saying, "Hey, you know, I'm kind of interested in this podcasting thing. I can't find a lot of information. Can you help me?" And Chris, uh, my co-host on Two True Freaks Proper, we were kind of discouraged when we first started that we went to a lot of the guys that were established in the business and kind of met a lot of closed doors in our faces, you know, metaphorically speaking. And so we decided that when we kind of got there, wherever there is, that we weren't going to be like that to other people that came to us. So because we kept fielding these questions, we decided to just go ahead and just do an episode on how can you get started. Here's what you need to do. And we've had so many great podcasts come, you know, you know, much later contact us and be like, hey, by the way, I just want to thank you guys for that episode because we never would have done it without, you know, the information that you gave us. Some really, really good shows. Uh, there's one that's, uh, that's on our network now. Uh, called Hey Kids Comics. In my opinion, one of the finest podcasts that's out there. A really, really good show. It's a father-son team. They're over in the UK, and they just discuss what they like. And according to them, they spin directly out of the, the episode that we did about how you get started. So, I mean, this information is out there, and you know, depending, again, you know, who you contact, as Matt said, contact people that have been doing it for a while I think things have changed. The, the attitude that we met up with when we first started to try to podcast ourselves was this attitude of, well, you know, the pond is only so big and we're kind of the big fish, so we're going to keep you out of it. It's totally not that way anymore with most of the networks that are out there now. I think that, especially ours anyway, I can really only speak for us, we're very welcoming. Uh, we love that. In my opinion, there's not a small pond. It, you have the entire world as a potential listener base. So there's room for everybody. And again, there's so many broad topics that, that can be covered in podcasting that, hey, there's room for everybody. So we're, we're happy to share the knowledge and invite other people into it. And don't feel shy, as you mentioned, about contacting somebody who's doing it and doing it regularly and asking for tips, tricks, advice, etc. Because I'll tell you, when we get email, we get feedback, and we get it, it's nice to know that we're not doing it in a vacuum. It's nice to know we're not doing it in a void. When I'm doing my morning talk show, I got a phone sitting right there. If the phones aren't banging, I'm not doing it right. I know that. But in podcasting, you put it out there. And then it's just kind of out there. Yeah, you can look at some download stats, but you don't know if you're really connecting with somebody until they get a hold of you and, and reach out and, and say, hey, I like this, or they say, hey, I'd like to get started as well. I mean, heck, it, I don't know who closed doors in your face, Scott Gardner, but that is ridiculous because if you go to somebody and say, you're inspiring me to follow a passion of mine, that should be taken as the ultimate compliment. People should bend over backwards to help you follow that passion. You know what's funny is both those guys that did it, because it, it, was, it was one of the few shows we've never released. We invited a couple of big-time podcasters, which is in itself is kind of a, a funny statement, because, I mean, it's podcasting. Literally anybody can do it. But we contacted a, a couple of who at the time were big-time podcasters. We invited them onto the show, and it was essentially supposed to be a, an interview, like, how did you get started? You know, what do you think about podcasting? And they were completely negative. They were so negative. They were so like, hey, we don't want anybody else in this pool kind of thing. We never released the episode. What's ironic is they are no longer around today. They, they pod-faded. They just stopped recording not long after that, actually. They just kind of went away. So 
I, I think a lot of it's that attitude of you know the, the building a community. That's one of the things that keeps me going. You know, six years later doing the podcasting thing, there's been some moments where I'm like, man, it's a lot of work and I'm not getting paid for it. But it's this sense of community that I that we've built with these networks, and I mean, it really does. As far as you know, uh, friendship and community and sharing your interests, it, it opens a lot of doors that way. I mean, I would have never known these guys without without podcasting. And, uh, yeah, because now we have friends in the UK. Yeah, all over the world, all over the world, all over the country. Um, one other thing that that we uh, is always good that is a sign of a good podcast is when you listen if you as you're listening will talk back to the podcast and not realize that you're going wait no no this is what you mean or how can what do you that's insane how can you say that <laughs> or you just you just start laughing and, and that's good to have feedback back to us to say, you know and you just think of how you would want to listen to the podcast and how you would respond to it and and getting back a little bit to the editing one of the best things, and it, but it's time-consuming, is to sit down and listen to your. And I think you've brought this up before. Listen to it on different platforms. Yes. See how it sounds with earphones. See how it sounds through the car. an iPad. See how it sounds in the car. You don't have to listen to the whole thing, but if you just try a few sections, because it sometimes does sound differently through different mediums. That's that's a great point. Great point. Um, let's 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 kind of go around and see. You know, we're talking about following your passion. We're talking about finding those things you want to do. You said you're interested in doing a podcast. Uh, yeah. what, do you have a topic? Do you have an idea of something you want to podcast about? No. I mean, I want to do everything to do with sites such as fandom. I've been in fandom a long time, so I've done a lot of, a lot of different things. And I would really, yeah, I, I work on a convention, which I've heard for a year, which is great. So, Okay. You've got stories. I've got friends, and now it's okay, really good week. So it's like a big cosplay. Yeah, I've done a lot of it. Well, well before it started calling it cosplay. Why are you not doing a podcast right now? i got to tell you, this, this, this is it. The techie part, the techie part, that's it. The techie part? All right, well, do you have any equipment right now? All I have is a laptop. <laughs> okay, does the laptop have a built-in uh, microphone? Yes, it does. Go go to what, what download.com is the best place to get Audacity? I, I don't know. I can use the catalog about getting Audacity. Yeah, yeah. Get Audacity is free and uh, go to LinkedIn and pay five bucks a month and let us know when you do that podcast. <laughs> that's, I mean, that sounds like a heck of a podcast right there. But yeah, that's, you know, find what you want to do. And again, what about you guys? You guys said you're interested in what, what is What is the, the appeal?
I'll tell you that one of the because it really isn't. No, no I, I would agree with that. One other thing, um, I know Matt's done this a little bit uh, with doing like an audio, not not really drama, you did the, the Star Wars A Character Christmas specials, which in itself is like an audio play, and you guys were saying, are you guys looking to do any audio productions? Okay. Oh, oh, ah, so yeah. that's, that, that's where I was going. I like that. Don't you? Well, you've done plays. We did, and I put it on the on the Two True Freaks podcast feed. And you guys seem to like it. Oh, I loved it. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. Back in Brunswick, Mr. Bailey. Couple of hunt. What's Mr. Bailey? Mr. Bailey. Who's George in, Bailey, folks? Yeah. Back it's in, a one for life. A couple of years ago, not even two years ago, really. Uh, the the local theater director came to me and she said uh, this here's what I want to do I want to do an old style radio show and I want to do it live on stage you know people come and see us in the audience we do the sound effects live and we have somebody in the corner with the door slamming and all this other stuff and I want to do it on stage and then I want to air it live well one of the actors the main actor in the play who also happened to be the husband of the director of the theater and also happened to be the mayor of Brunswick said no we're not doing it live we're going to pre-record it and then we'll put it on there so uh, we did. We pre-recorded it. Because of that, I wound up with copies of the most recent ones where I was actually 
playing a fairly large role. The other ones, I was just kind of the announcer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to that kind of thing. And uh, we we did it on stage, and we just literally recorded it out of the soundboard, out of the house sound, and put it out there. But we we've done the two we put up on there were at Christmas time. We did a Christmas Carol, and we did it's a Wonderful Life, and I was I was George Bailey in that. And but we've also done Casablanca, and we've done. Uh, Maltese Falcon, and uh, we've done several of these shows, and it is a lot of fun to do. It really is, and if you can get, if you want to do them in your recording room and add the sound effects later, that's great. If you want to get a local theater group involved and let people pay to see the show and that kind of thing, we wound up doing It's a Wonderful Life and Christmas Carol this past Christmas. We wound up doing about a dozen shows over a few weeks, and they brought I mean, they filled the theater with school kids in the middle of the day. They'd bus them over from school to see us in the show. And then we'd sit and talk with the kids afterwards as they were loading back onto the bus. And one of the things we actually did, because it's a 40s-style radio play, is we all all the performers adopted 40s actor personal, personas. Right. So we had a 40s actor name and a 40s actor personality that wasn't really us. And then our job was to stay in character before the play, during the play, and after the play when we talked to people in the audience. So, it's it's a lot of fun. It, it really is. So, I mean, you can do that either way. But you will need, if you're going to do those kinds of things, you will need a multi-track editor, like and Audacity or something like that. Do you have the software already? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you know all about that. Well, two audio dramas, uh, one that just wrapped up that uh, I don't know if anyone this year has ever listened to, We're Alive, zombie podcast. They just finished their 148th episode. Um... So it was like five or six years, three, uh, like th- three or four seasons, I think, or maybe four seasons. But uh, they they've got some lot, they've got some good audio uh, stuff going on there. And also, one I just started listening to is called Star Trek Outpost, which is up to about fifty nine. I, I listened to all of them in one shot. I got completely caught up. It took me about three weeks. But they they've got a lot of sound, and you can li- listening to them all at once. You can hear how they started, and it was. Uh, you could pick things up. It's like, wow, this is kind of repetitive with what they did here and there. But as it got later and later, the quality improved. And, and as any podcast or anything that you're going to do, the more you do it, the better you're going to get. You're going to find shortcuts. You're going to find faster ways to do it to cut down on your time. And it won't be – it may start out as a laborious task. And you're like, why did I get myself into this? Because after <laughs> the first time – the first show I edited, my God, I think I sat there for two or three days – two or three hours each time re-listening and re-listening and you're never going to be 100% satisfied you're just going to come up a wall and go I just got to get this out and because I, I think I've heard you mention that in, in, in the past you, you'll just edit yourself to death and that's why you then yeah. like 20 years later go back and make the special edition of your podcast and change it to where you want to George Lucas yeah. it up yeah yeah well, you know I, I, again like Scott said I, I don't want it to seem like it's just a chore because it's not I, but I'm actually a firm believer that in the early stages of podcasting, you know, when you first get started, I'm a firm believer in spending just ridiculous amounts of time in front of the computer editing because, again, I, I think that process of having to take out things you don't like will start to mentally refine you in the way that you speak to where you don't have those what is that called? A speech tick? Is that what it's called? There's yeah. a term for it I can't think of. But, you know, 
things that we say all like I just said, you know. We call them we call them crutch phrases. Crutch phrase. That's yeah. it. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think of. Crutch phrases. You won't use those anymore, and we all use them in conversation, whether it's something like like or you know or um or a cuss word or whatever. It's just you're masking the fact that your brain is trying to mentally speed up into the next thing that you want to say. We all do it. It's part of our speech. Well, sometimes it just becomes a rhythm thing. You just get so used to saying it that yeah, exactly. at a certain point that it just keeps coming out there. Exactly. Speaking of which, I had a point that I was and I've completely <laughs> lost it now. Well, sit and say ah oh, for the next ten minutes and see if it comes. <laughs> and I'll just have to edit it out. We can start a, <laughs> well, one, we can start a meditation class. Yes. Well, one thing also that I was going to say though is when you when you sit down and you're going to do your podcast. Be as ambitious as you want, but be realistic with yourself as well. That was if you want to own the world in podcasting and you want to do thirty-eight different gigantic shows, that's great. But don't make that the first thing you do. Do that first, as he mentioned earlier, bite the eat the elephant in little bites. Do that first podcast, get it shiny, get it polished, get it right, and then move and expand to the next big thing. And don't get disappointed. If your first podcast, and I will tell you, the very first episode of Dinner for Geeks we put out, the first week, 12 people downloaded it. Yep. And that was, I was tickled pink because we were in double digits. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what it was I was going to say is that uh, while we wanted with this panel, the idea was to, for one, hopefully encourage you that, yes, you can do this. And, and yes, it's a, it's a hell of a lot of fun. It, I get so much enjoyment out of it. But the big thing also, beyond giving you the technical, you know, the how-tos and the, and the kind of the, the pep, talk, uh, pep talk about it, is just there's no formula for this. The first, uh, you know, get off your butt and make a podcast episode that we did on Two True Freaks, I think we, if there's one mistake that we made in that episode, I think was trying to impart, like, here's the formula, here's how it's done. Which I think sounds a little self-aggrandizing, which I, we didn't mean to do. What's really funny is then this turkey comes out with his show that breaks every single rule that we laid down of, okay, don't do this, don't do that. People won't listen to that. Oh, they don't like it when you do this. Comes out and does every single one of those don'ts, and it's awesome. It's a great listen. So my, my point is find your own niche. Find your own formula. Find what works for you, and believe me, your listeners will let you know what they're liking, what they're not liking, but... Yeah, yeah, sometimes mercilessly so. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, don't think that there's a magic form. You know, there, there's really, the, there's no magic formula. The biggest thing is be unique. And the num number one way that you can be unique is be you. Bring your personality to it. I have heard some shows that would be great shows if the host would just bring some more of themselves to the show. But instead, they're trying to do some sort of an index show, and it comes off sounding like that teacher from Ferris Bueller. And it's so dry, and it's so boring, and it's like, dude, tell me more about you. Why? Okay, so you're interested in, you know, X. But why are you into it? How did you discover it as a kid? Why does it fascinate you? Why are you still into it 40 years later? Don't just give me a history lesson of X, because I can Google that. Tell me about why it means something to you. So, you know, bring your own self into it. Put, put as much as yourself into it as you feel comfortable, and, you know, that will bring your audience. Unless, of course, uh, you bring in your cat x-rays. When you take <laughs> the cat to the vet. That's a little odd. 
Uh, yeah, I look, you know. But that's what people loved it. People, people loved it. People that. loved it. <laughs> I got to how's Alvin? Is your cat doing okay? Yeah, Has he gotten true. better? <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I mentioned earlier, I'm doing, I do a radio talk show every morning. I waited and honed my craft for 18 years before I was given the opportunity to do it. I've now been doing it for almost two years. And the ratings came out yesterday, and we are still doing tremendous numbers. And so... I think I've got a decent grasp on, on what to do when the audience is there. And one of the things I will tell you when you're prepping your, your podcast, you're discussing the things you're going to put on there. There are topics, and this is every morning when I get to work, and I get there at 5 o'clock in the morning, I go on at 7, I spend those two hours looking for things that we're going to discuss, looking for things that I know will be relevant to my audience, and then I, I create what I call a beat sheet, which is, a little summary of each of the stories that I'm going to get into because I've got full-blown news articles on the talk show. But then after that is a note about, and this is important, I look for things that I know my audience is going to be talking about at the water cooler or at the office or whatever, wherever they're going to be. And this is, I think you can apply this to podcasting. I look for things my target audience is going to be talking about. Right. I then say to myself, what are they going to be saying about it? And then I don't say that because they've got that covered. I want to say, what are they not saying about it? And that's what I can say. And that's why now they have to come to me to hear it. If I'm saying what everybody's saying in the office or all their buddies are saying about it, then they can get that from their buddies. Why do they have to come to you? Why are you unique with that content? It's because you're saying something in a way that nobody else is saying it. How can I say it? In that way, that hooks them on you. That makes them come back. And again, when you talk about that first podcast not being so hot, when I first got into the business, a guy came to me. He was one of my owners at the time. And uh, he said, that was very, very green in radio. And he said, it's better to be consistently good than occasionally great. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, you should be good every day and, it, you know, if you're just occasionally great, then that means there's a lot of days where you're not any good. And I lived under that for a long time. And one day it hit me and it was a lightning bolt. And I'm going to say it this way. Chocolate is occasionally good. To the people that live to the west of me in Brantley County, meth is consistently great. <laughs> Tic Tacs are occasionally good. Heroin is consistently great. Why do I say that? Because you don't get addicted to a Reese's cup and you don't get addicted to a Kit Kat. You get addicted to the meth and the heroin. You want them addicted to you. Uh, it's okay to just be consistent, or excuse me, it's okay to just be occasionally great because when you give them that great, they're gonna come back wanting the great. They're gonna come back looking for the great and they're gonna keep coming back. And they're going to they're gonna go with you through some of your trials and tribulations when you try some things that don't necessarily work because they know you gave them great. So keep playing with it. Keep toying with it. Keep trying new things. Keep experimenting. Don't be afraid to because when you give them occasionally great, they'll be back. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. He gives you occasionally great. To wrap it up, I think we're pretty much at time. But did anybody have any any last questions or anything like that? 
All right. We really appreciate you guys coming for the panel. We hope you've learned a little bit of something. And more importantly, we hope that you guys are going to get off your butts and make some podcasts. So if and when you do, please let us know. Uh, again, you can contact us through Two True Freaks. That's twotruefreaks.com. Did everybody get a flyer? If you need a flyer, just come on up here. We have flyers. We'll hand them out to you. But, yeah, let us know when you, uh, when you yeah, put your content out. Uh, also, very important tip. Make a promo, a commercial for your show so that other people will know about it when you're going to release it. Get in touch with the other people that are already podcasting and send your promos out there. If you make a podcast, if you make a promo, send it to us. We will be happy to include it in our shows and pimp you guys out, all right? <laughs> nope. Want to hear it. Especially want to hear that podcast. Again, thank you so much for coming. We really thank appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Wi-Fi in the hotel. It was shit, but there was high Wi-Fi in the hotel. Hi-Fi? Hi-Fi, Wi-Fi, whatever. Alright. Do you have anything you need plugged up? Because you're f***ing <laughs> you, because we're using them both. <laughs> well, funny I, funny you should ask. I just thought I'd point it out to you. <laughs> you need anything plugged up? No, not from you, sir. I'm quite alright. Alright. So, off the con floor. Alright, right, we ready then? See. Hi ho, hi ho. I con wish we weren't go. blocked out of Magic Kingdom, because I'd like to go over to Magic Kingdom and go ride the. Have you ridden the mine tree? Yeah, I've been down here a while. Mine tree. Mine train? Mine train, no. Seven Dwarves Mine Train? Um. No, it's pretty awesome. All right, so which which way do we need to go to get to get where we need to go? Hmm. Where's the gyps? Oh, um, I don't know where that road goes. Power on. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Nice signals, dickhead. D-shed. I'm getting moving. Does not want to load. Yes, 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 yes. Where to? Can I just type Epcon? Epcon. Uh, points of interest? Or as Siri says, Epcon. Epcon. No. <laughs> Alameda. Where to? Points of interest. Uh, come on. Attractions. Any directions? All attractions. Semi-attractive. Directions to where? Partially attractive. Epcot. Spelled Epcot. Which Epcot? Which Epcot? There's only one! Okay, there's Spaceship Earth. Really? Universal Studios, Walt Disney World Resort, and Kennedy Space Center, and Salvador Dali Museum. That's by my house! Salvador Dali Museum. Well, no. Really? Well, it's it's down in St. Pete. It's like a... They have, like, dripping clocks and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. It's, got all, it's like a big... Yeah, that's where... Really? We're, we're going to go there this week. Why? Well, they've got Walt Disney World Resort. I got it. Well, you, you know how to get there? All I need I is to get I, All I need to do is get on I-4, then I'm good to go. But I don't know where... Da, 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 I-4. I-4. In three quarters of a mile, take a slight right turn to merge on I-4 West. I-4 West? 
You know nothing serious, no. <laughs> do you watch Game of Thrones? I do not. Oh, then you don't get that joke. <laughs> so we were invited <laughs> to several more panels for this. What do you mean we were Game invited? Of we Game were invited of Thrones. for the Game of Thrones? Well, the, he said, when he sent what? the email out, it said G O T. It was G O, like go, T. So when I sent him back the email, I was like, I don't know what go T is, dude. Oh, and I didn't know like, we were writing the Game of Thrones. Of Thrones. I'm like, yeah, sorry. Because I saw the Game of Thrones discussion panel after the one we after our second panel. Then that guy that was talking to us was on the panel. The guy that said he was an author, right? Yeah, he was on the panel. Wasn't he the Forgotten Realms dude? I don't know if that was Lee Byers or not. He looks a lot like Great. Aaron Elston. Remember Aaron, oh, Aaron yeah, Elston? Yeah, 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 he looks a lot like him. So every time I kept seeing him, I had to resist the urge to go, "Hey, Aaron, how's it going?" Yeah, that's he's, right. he's, dead. Dead. Oh, yeah, he's dead. Oh, I was going to say, that's kind of creepy. I have the guy go, um, I'm not him, and he's dead. I so feel better. What are you trying to say, exactly? All right, I'll try this later, because I can't get a connection. <laughs> Cream him! <laughs> Dr. Bill, looking for a connection on the internet. The override. Where's the override? I gotta stop using Star Trek 2 references. No, you don't. No, That's... you totally don't. I got you earlier with the one. Where is this guy going now? I guess wherever the hell he wants to. He's driving an 18 wheeler or 16. Is it 18 wheeler or 16 wheels? Well, that depends. I don't know. Count, the, count the wheels. Well, you got two in the front and you got. <laughs> I was kidding! Oh. <laughs> I think it's an 18 wheeler. I don't know. I'm I don't tired. understand metaphor. I slept for like four hours last night. Give me a break. We need a raccoon to pop up Dude, and say, we didn't get to bed until his, after His one. people don't understand metaphors. <laughs> Things go over Dr. Bill's head. <laughs> Nothing goes over my head. I catch everything. I have excellent reflexes. <laughs> but, I mean, we didn't get to bed until after one, and I was, like, bounding wide awake at, like, six, and I'm like, I know, I was, I did, all my phones were dead. I had to plug them in. Take a slight right turn to merge on Yes, thank you. I can read. So mean to her. Shut up now. <laughs> if I was your phone, I wouldn't work either. <laughs> she says that's not nice. <laughs> See, I'm right with her, man. I'm sorry. Please shut up now. That's better. It's all good. See, <laughs> It'd be nice to your electronics. They'll be nice to you. Stop directions. All right, done, Scott. Well, I tell you, man. When the robot apocalypse comes, now you're, make me a sandwich. You're a f- dead man. <laughs> Neither's my wife. Oh! What the hell are you good for? Electronic sex. My policy is the separation of spirit and silicon. What right, the... Just what I need is a philosophical AI. Okay, you can go to sleep now. I found 15 hotels fairly close to <laughs> <laughs> She'll show you. Are you trying to be a smartass? Why, yes, yes, I am. Now, now. Oh. Seriously, traffic? There's a car again? Really? There's somebody on the side of the road. That's what everybody's stopping for? Ooh. No, there must be something else new. New, new, new and exciting up here. A- another wreck. Come aboard, it's expecting you. A car wreck. Soon we'll be slowing the lanes all down. A car wreck. 
All the rubberneckers are abound. That's not bad. Thanks. So if they ever need I make a, the music. a love boat <laughs> rapper, you are the go-to guy. <laughs> I make the songs that make the whole To make the network see. To make the game see. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get to... Well, maybe tomorrow I can bust out my uh, Star Trek parody song for the Star Trek podcast. That's not a bad idea. Unfortunately, I don't remember all the lines. Chris and I were wanting to do karaoke... Where the hell were we at where we wanted to... Oh, it was uh, Dragon Con. We, were gonna, we wanted to do karaoke. Ah. Because I told him, the drunker I get, the better I sing, man. At least you think so. totally not true. <laughs> but when I'm half in the bag, I think so. Maybe I should start doing that when I do re- when I record the parody songs. Because I listen back and I'm like, oh my god. I gotta redo I that. listened back to old episodes not long ago because I started on an indexing pro- or not, what do you call it? Not the index, but uh, you know where you go back to old episodes, you take clips out, or cl- like a clip show. Yeah. I started doing a, a research for a clip show. I didn't get very far. I started doing research for a clip show oh, and no. uh and I was listening to those old episodes, and I'm like... This is going to be the best of Dr. Will, about five pretty, seconds. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I'm like... Would be clinically defined as a raging alcoholic. <laughs> going by the amount of intros going, well, the, here's the drink I have this yeah. time. And I'm like, jeez, I really... I mean, it was bad. I was actually ashamed. I was like, wow, I really drunk a lot. Show. Yeah, but were you really weird. drinking or were you just saying that? No, I really was. Oh, okay. Well, of course, a lot of that, too, was back when we used to record, like, you know, in the wee hours, you know? And so we'd be recording really late at night and stuff, and, you know, I'd, I'd drink... Which, early. that's a good thing, instead of, like, starting early, you just... Well, no, I mean, you know, as opposed <laughs> to now, I mean, we don't really record so late, because i got to be up early in the next morning, and that was back when I was working... Night shifts and stuff like that, so right. it was a little more. It was a little more conducive to you know during podcasting. There, yeah, exactly. Sit there and get shit faced while you're recording a show, and then you know sleep it off until it was time to go to work the next afternoon or the next evening or whatever. I don't think I could drink in podcast, and if I did, I would have to be cut off at a certain point because years ago, as we were talking this morning about the Navy and the service. One of the lessons I learned is how alcohol affects me. <laughs> and once my face begins to go numb, once my cheeks go numb and my feet go numb, I need to stop. Because because up until that point, I've, I'm, I've been the happy drunk. Well, right, yeah. then I reach the plateau and I go down the other side and I become <laughs> the a-hole oh, drunk. Oh, yeah. Yes. I become the foul mouth. Picking fights, belligerent, yeah, belligerent, belligerent drunk. nasty drunk. So, but I learned that in the hard way. You know, certain things you don't want to say to people, and you don't pick fights with Marines by flinging ice cubes at them while they're on the dance floor in a club. I was always the the like like happy, stupid drunk. Like, right? Well, I was too up to a point. Hey, Scott, it looks touching that running chainsaw looks like a great idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I let's try that. Tongue on it. Yeah, exactly. No, seriously, that kind of crazy shit. And I was like, yeah, that's not gonna. That's not the best life plans. 
Well, luckily, uh, before I, I got my butt kicked by the Marine, um, my two friends drug me outside to where I proceeded to beat the crap out of a tree. And the base police came up and said, that would have been you in this instance. Yeah. The base police came up and said, uh, you guys got this guy? And my buddy from Georgia, Kenny's like, yep, we're going to let him kick this tree's ass. And then we're going to take him back to the barracks. We got him. Where the hell were you guys five minutes ago? You should have seen what this tree did to my friend. I, the next morning, look at my hands are all bloodied and scarred and cut up. Like, what's what's wrong with my hands? Oh, you don't remember beating that tree last night? That goddamn tree. Paul Bunyan? Never did it again. Like, Paul no. Bunyan? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you trying to chop down a tree with your arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. sound like a service buddy I had that he was just a, a short little wiry bastard you know weighed 95 pounds soaking wet with sandbags strapped to his ankles and we'd go to the bar and inevitably every time he would do one of the same two things he would either find the ugliest ugliest bitch in the place no comment and want to go home with her <laughs> no comment or he would find the biggest friggin dude in the place and start shit with him no comment yeah, okay. <laughs> so you were, you were that guy. Yeah, I, I woke up in the morning, you know, trying to chew my arm off. Oh, my God, what the hell am I next to? So, you know, yeah, it, it got to a point where we'd go there, and, and, and he'd always do the same thing. You know, he'd, he'd start to, he, he could feel himself getting shit-faced. And instead of stopping like an intelligent human being, he would always turn to us and go, now you guys got my back no matter what I do, right? And I'm like, no, I don't have your back, dude. Because last <laughs> night, if I'd have had your back, it would have been the ugly chick. So I don't have your back in this instance either. And then five <laughs> minutes later, here he is getting his ass whooped by the biggest dude in the place. I'm like, okay. I'll oh, tell you what, I'll be out in the car. Can you let me know when you're done kicking his ass so we can come scrape him off the floor <laughs> and go home, please? Yeah. Well, back in the day, that's the only way I would get out on the dance floor and drink. I had a, I mean, uh, dance. I had to have a couple of good drinks in me. I had a pair of NC, MC Hammer pants. <laughs> I so want to see a picture of that. There are no pictures. I've looked. There's no pictures of me in the MC Hammer pants. Oh, my God. Dr. Bill out there busting a move. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah. Well, because one buddy of mine, his girlfriend liked to dance a lot, but he would not dance any fast songs or anything. So, we would tag team her. Insert nasty comment here. And uh, I would go out and her and I would dance on fast songs and he'd go out on the slow songs, because that was what he wanted to do. So, and that was in the big MC Hammer Pants phase, and they were rather comfortable. Lots of room to move. Of course, if I try to do those moves now, I'd probably... <laughs> Oh. I saw you trying to get up off the floor when you we were sitting there looking through long boxes. Uh, uh, well, you, well, first you saw me go down. It's like I didn't even try to put any... I just fell, boom, and it rolled over. Okay, here I am. Right at the box I want. I know, because I got down there. I was sitting there cross-legged, and then you got down there, and I'm thinking, all right, now we got both of us are on the ground. Man down, how man down! How embarrassing is this going to be when we have to roll out to the car later because neither one of us can help each other? Can somebody bring an engine hoist in to lift one of these gentlemen up, please? <laughs> okay, thanks. I got a chain hoist in the car. Ah. Uh.
comes it's, and it's taken us however long it's taken us. This is ridiculous. Four days later. I'm glad we're not getting off at downtown Disney. Look at the freaking traffic, man. Well, that's what it was like when I came down for that Sunday last last Sunday, wasn't it? Was the last Sunday that we did that? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Wow, so much has happened in the past week. Yeah, that's uh, that's a week ago to, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't bring my Peter Quill action figure with me. <laughs> I was tempted, but I'll have it ready when we do the round table. So evidently, something I was reading says that this is the way that they've been doing these Marvel previews lately. Is you get to see the preview. But they're not showing the the, the, the end tag. Yeah, the end tag. Which I guess that's that's pretty a good idea because for one it stays a secret, but for two, hopefully it entices those that got the free preview to go see the movie again to get the end tag. So that's pretty smart, yeah, really. Which it did for me. Although I did, I was spoiled for it. Uh, I saw, like an idiot, I clicked on something that that, that said end tag, and I was like. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and was like, oh, well, it no wasn't that dramatic, but it was, uh, no, it was cool though. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was cool. But then I thought, well, maybe that's really not the end tag because it didn't tie into really the other movies. Right. But it was good on its own. I think Guardians kind of stands alone and I guess it's good that the end tag stands alone too. I mean, it plays in the overall thing with the in Infinity Stones, I believe as they're calling them, right? They're right. not calling them gems. I just thought it was. I thought. I, I thought I'd heard both terms over time in the kind of gemstones, whatever. So apparently they're, they're they're saying that they're singularities. That's what the collector called them. Said that you know they, when the Earth when, they, when there was six, six singularities when the universe was formed and he collapsed into the stones into the gems. Now somebody, I don't know. I have to be honest. I, I liked I liked Rocket's reaction. He goes blah 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 because that's how. Yeah, give kinda, me the money. Yeah. Well, the um, somebody, I can't really get a- access to Facebook now. But before I left to come over here, somebody was asking or said, "Oh my God, that was Galactus." Now I don't know if they were thinking that was the one being they showed on the planet that surface. Was not Galactus. That I thought was a celestial. That's a celestial, yeah. And that's you know, the, uh, they all have names too, and I'm ashamed that I don't know their names. But yes, that was a celestial. Was like Ernie God. the Executioner or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like that's the guy that comes and does the whole. Uh, which actually, Tom Harris just just finished up. But, uh, he finished his storyline. We all that you did when, when we when he guested on Back to the Bins with us. And oh he, right, right. He just finished that right. storyline where Thor was fighting the Celestial. Yeah, was inside his head. That's right. That's one of the Celestials. That yeah, that guy that was in the movie is one of the Celestials from that story. Right. And yeah. and he finished that story up just recently on uh, Radio Free Asgard. Um, you know, to how it played out, which I had forgot how that actually played out. I don't know if we want to spoil it. Or, do you remember what happened? There was all the people were on the planet and they were going to be judged. You know, they had got the thumbs down. And right. Everybody thought they were going to die. We were trying to get to the celestial to stop them. Just reread this. Why can't I remember how it ends? And then uh, they got judged. Thor basically failed. Right. But the only people that got wiped out 
or the bad guys that were on the planet that had taken, like, had kind of co-opted, right. made the world their own, and I guess the, the good people, or maybe the indigenous life that had started there, because the way I read it was these pirates had come and co-opted and took over the planet. So basically all the pirates and bad people were killed. Which Tom's point that he brought up was that he didn't really want to see that because it was always a mystery as to what the Celestials would do. Now it's like, oh, right. well, they're only going to kill the bad people. Right. But, yeah, I do kind of remember yeah. that. Yeah, I just reread that story, too. I should, I should remember details a little better. Yeah. Love that story, though. I always remember that the big, the big dramatic thing in that is that Thor takes a beating in that story, and he loses Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. But you would think that they would have milked that a little bit more. No, he's got no, Mjolnir back in the end. Yeah. And by the end of the next issue, it's, it's all back again, which is a little bit of a letdown, but still an epic story. That would make you know now that now that we have the Celestials in the cinematic Marvel Universe, they could potentially do that story. Well, I was going to say, you think they'll do a Thor in space movie, like, not Earth-based, but I mean, we kind of had that with the Dark Elves, kind of. I was re-watching that yesterday. Just yeah. I was I was still in a, in a Guardians phase, I'm like, all right, of all the Marvel movies so far, which one's the closest to Guardians? And I kind of settled on, uh, on Dark World, so I was watching that one again. And that one goes up a notch each time I rewatch it. Because my, my initial watch of it, I liked it, but I didn't love it, you know? But each time I rewatch it, I, I like it a little better and a little better. I like that that one is, is connected to Guardians, you know, with the stone and everything. So I like that, that bit of it. Well, what do you think happened to, because the Collector had the one stone. Right? Already. He had the Asher, whatever. Did he have two? Did he have two? Or did he have one? I thought... I'm trying to remember, what is his line at the end of that movie? Because he they says... say two down, four to go. Yeah, or, I thought that's what he said. Yeah. Like two. meatloaf, two out of three, eight bound. I thought that's what he said. It was like two down, however many more to go. I thought it's what he said, but I could be, mm. I could be dead wrong about that. So what happened to that stone? Is it... What, did he get trashed? Or shit, still, still happened. How's it going? Doing pretty good. Busy today? No. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Take care. This picture meatloaf is Thor. Shoulder. Shoulder. Is he should have? Yeah. I mean, do they ever? I mean, the ether is definitely mentioned. You know, it's shown in that in that scene where he's kind of explaining things. But yeah, does it? Yeah. You think they? I just had a crazy thought. You think they'll um, tie in? Um, all right. In the Korvac saga, the collector collects the Avengers in order to kind of preserve them because he knows what's coming. Because if, if you remember in the Korvac saga, the Collector's daughter, he had sent her to actually kind of infiltrate Korvac. 
become he, he's she's the woman that's with Korvac at the end of the Korvac song. Oh, okay. No, I didn't realize that was his daughter. Okay. And he had been collecting Avengers. They were disappearing through this time frame. Right. And like I wonder if we could see and that and the Guardians of the Galaxy were involved in that storyline too. I wonder if we could see that the collector actually starts collecting the Avengers leading up to the Infinity Stone. So instead of like how he was collecting Avengers for the because Korvac was coming, maybe he'll do it because Thanos is coming. Well, see, everybody seems to assume that somewhere down the road we're getting a you know one of the big Thanos stories. You know, probably right. in uh, Avengers Three is uh, what the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do kind of wonder if maybe you know it will be a different story that just kind of like they kind of merged kind of merged the collector's role in Korvac saga right into the Infinity storyline and then he gets all the heroes or that's how they get all the heroes together because the collector has collected them right and then they fight Thanos I can see that mark the date kids Dr. Bill August 2nd the predictor <laughs> the predictor alright here we go Wow, that's a Daytona. Yeah, that's cool. It's like a pace car. It is the pace car. Sweet. Wow, we're pretty close. We're just doing top secret jokes. <laughs> Chocolate mousse. Doesn't like Popeye, likes top secret. What the hell is that about? How silly can you get? Yeah, yeah. How silly can you get? Everybody had a 12 gauge. Mr. <laughs> for two. All right. On our way home at the end of Saturday at Conjure. Conjure. Bonjour, Conjure. We did our Marvel Star Wars panel, and then we did our Get Off Your Butt and Make a Podcast panel, and then we kind of bummed around the floor for just a really just a few minutes. Yep. Headed over to Epcot. We've been at Epcot ever since, and I could be wrong, but I don't think we have any usable audio from Epcot. So yeah, it's probably the next thing that they're that they're going to be hearing is uh, the trip home, and we are flat exhausted. It was the double-barreled action in the bathroom, but uh, man, <laughs> it is actually a shame that we didn't get that recorded. <laughs> You guys listening are both simultaneously cheated and blessed at the same time because that was a horror story. You had Bill in one stall, and then two stalls away you had me, and it was the full stereo. Man, if there was anybody in between us, they're dead. <laughs> it was like dueling banjos, but <laughs> dueling butts, butt cheeks. A different instrument altogether. The tuba. Not a oh, man. You know, it's like I was saying, though, you know, for, for knowing the physical distance around World Showcase, and it is really not that far, I'm, I'm fried. I mean, it feels like it's five times longer than what it really is. I mean, I always feel like we've walked a marathon. It was hot out there. And it was, yeah, that's a lot of it. So we kept stopping every, uh, every pavilion. Well, look, air conditioning, let's go in here. Suck it up and then move on. It was good though. I mean, I thought we had a good day. Mm-hmm. Wish we 
gotten a few more rides because we didn't really do much in Future World at all, really. We did Spaceship Earth. And that was it, right? Because then we uh, went to the club. Yeah, we went straight to Mexico. Yeah, straight to Mexico. And then uh, walked all the way around and we did the uh, America Pavilion. Yep. American Adventure. Now, had you done that before, the American Adventure? No, I don't think so. I don't remember that. I like that one. That's one of my favorites. Then it came back to, we went to Canada. Yep. Came back to France, had dinner in France. And we went, well, we did go all the way around, too. We went all the way around. And then we went from France all the way back to Norway. Back to Norway to ride. At a breakneck speed. Yep, we were the very last people on the Maelstrom. Yes, they closed the door behind us. What'd you think of that? Had you done that one before? No, no. I, 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 it was pretty cool where it went backwards. What did you do the last time you came to Epcot? Ride a park bench or what? I didn't do much. It just I guess. Didn't really. I don't know. I, I came with the kids and the kids were not interested. I don't even think we hit. We didn't even went out into the showcase. Oh wow. We just stayed up in the front and did some stuff there. And we were done. They had no interest in any of it. Well, it's like I was saying before. You need to you need to come sometime where we can have like a full, at least one full day. More, I'm thinking more like a weekend. Have like a full weekend. I'll play tour guide and I'll I'll, I'll tour you Disney right, so that you can you can get the full the full experience. Because the way we did Epcot today is the way that I, I actually really hate to do it that way because it's like. Okay, let's rush, rush here. Let's rush there. Let's rush around this. And you know, you didn't. You got to sample things, mm-hmm. but you didn't really get to like experience. Them. Well, we didn't you know get there till yeah, what, four yeah, o'clock, yeah, I think. Anyway, day. yeah, it was late in the day, and then we had the, the dinner reservations because we had the two panels. Yeah, which went pretty good. But that's not to say I didn't have fun because I had a blast. I mean, it was it was just a riot hanging out. I wish we could have got some of the audio from just our conversations, but like, you know, because you're walking the entire time. And you're not all right next to each other. Yeah, you're not all next to each other, so it's a lot of like, huh, what did he say? And the crowd will part you, and you you know, you can't stay next to each other. Well, yeah, plus it'd be an editing nightmare, even if you could get all the audio, because a lot of times there were lags in the conversation and stuff, but more than anything, it was like every time I did whip out the recorder, it's like suddenly the conversation just came to a grinding halt. And then I think the one time I I whipped it out and got a serious length of audio, everything was visual because we were in the in the German pavilion, looking at like the pickle tree and stuff like that. And it's like every joke was visual, so it's like okay, this my my eyes will just turn it off, you know, which was a shame because we I thought we had some good stuff going, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, we had dinner at Chef de France, which I had never eaten at. Uh, actually, none of us had eaten there before. And uh, that was nice. Yeah, I guess it wasn't on a certain... Like, I guess there's certain Disney plans or something. Well, yeah, they... they I, I won't profess to know a lot about it, but it's, uh, it's something called Tables of Wonderland. And I, I don't know if you subscribe to it or it's a premium you pay or, or what, but it, it gets you certain some sort of privileges. I, I really don't know much about it, but... Well, why wouldn't that be in every single Disney restaurant? Yeah, that, I was shocked sense. when they told the, the rifles that they, that they didn't have. I don't know what... Or I is really it just France? I mean, it could be. Uh-huh. Well, see, a lot of those places, too, are um, uh, independently... Affiliated. Yeah, exactly. They're independently operated. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're on Disney property, obviously, and they're affiliated with Disney, but they're not... Kind of like if there was McDonald's. Well, yeah, 
Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I, I'm like a Royale with cheese. I man. suspect that may have been part of it. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's a new restaurant. I think it used to be something else. I think it used to be Monsieur Paul's, I think. I could be wrong. Monsieur Paul's Spataro's? Uh, oh, good lord, help us all. Paul's Spataro's French restaurant. Yeah, which is one? Monsieur, what? Meatballs or that? We got spaghetti, get, we got pasta. You get meatballs with that. That was <laughs> world's worst Paul Spataro. That was horrible. This has been. He's listening right now. Real going, cooking with. What the hell? Paul Spataro. Sound like that? <laughs> These guys are idiots. He should open a. He should open a restaurant in uh, the, the Japanese pavilion. Ah, Mr. Spataro. Him and Luke Jack and Eddie. Uh, today we have the Godzilla special. <laughs> all this fried burger, fried fries. Everything's fried. <laughs> Uh, all those guys were there in spirit today because I, I think we mentioned everybody yeah. at one point or another. Like, oh, I wish that so-and-so was here. Oh, so-and-so would love that. Yeah, so, yeah. Everybody was there in spirit. That's always sad. That, that's why we need to have our own con. We do. We do. We, need to, we do. We need to have some some form of freak con. Freak con something. Yeah. And get, and get everybody together. But we need to have it here. Of course, for you, because then I, I can make it that way. <laughs> well, we hung out a lot with Matt from Star Wars in Character. Too. That's a good guy. He's, he's such a good uh, guy. And actually, he helped good. us. Uh, I kind of roped him in. <laughs> he became an impromptu panelist for us on um, on the podcasting panel because I brought up the subject of video podcasting and I know he had done some so hey uh, well you know Matt you've done some video would you like to speak to everybody uh, okay uh, sure jerk that was fun I, I, I got a kick out of that I, I of course I, I was more into the Marvel one I, I really like the Marvel one I love Scott's uh, PowerPoint presentation uh-huh. that he did but uh, they, I thought they were both went really well I, I had a good time with both Looking forward to tomorrow. I'm looking forward to the, the Star Trek one quite a bit. The the Aaron Gray one, I'm looking forward to, but I'll profess a, a bit of nervousness with that only in that, what do we have to fill, like 50 minutes on that one? Yeah, but and she pretty much said when we uh, accosted her before she was going to the restroom <laughs> that, um, you know, she could pretty much just jibber-jabber and if things slow down, just throw a question at her. Right. So I think we should just look over her bio and some pictures, and, well, never mind. <laughs> and just try to get a, you know, some of her other interests. I mean, we kind of figured out that she's into Tai Chi. Right. It was a big deal. Uh, oh, her hero, we got to, you know, we got to look up. Out, by figured out, you mean you read it on her, on her Wikipedia. <laughs> exactly. No, actually, just on her IMDb bio page, which, what we found out from Matt, that the name, she has the name of her, her, her company is what Heroes for Hire, yeah, but yeah, I don't know what right. they do, so we need to kind of look that up too. Something to do with Luke Cage and Iron Fist is all I know. She plays the role of Misty Knight. I would watch that. I would totally watch that. So what else? What else we do today? Uh, 
it's been a full day. There was a couple cosplayers. There was a lady, Doctor Doom. Yeah, there was. I mean, there was actually some really decent cosplaying going on. There was a there was a lady Loki. Yeah, and Poison Ivy. Uh, yeah, Poison. That was the one. Thank you. I was trying to remember what the other really good female costume was. It was Poison Ivy. That girl, her outfit was really good, but she was also very attractive. So I mean, it really led to. Did you see the guy that was in the Imperial Guard costume that the head was way too big for his body? I did not know. The res, like he, but he only had. Okay. Oh yes, yes, yeah, okay, yes. The top yes, was did. way yeah, too big for yeah, his body that, build. Yeah, that didn't. Shit didn't look and right. the robe only went to his waist. Right. And then he had on some trooper outfit he, underneath he was, it. It was yeah. a very strange outfit. It, it was, was different. Like casual Imperial yeah, Guard, because I could swear he was wearing sneakers. <laughs> and I did see a clone trooper. Yep. Um, clone trooper looked good. Yeah. Clone trooper looked animated. That's what it the, did look like the, the animated yeah, clone trooper. That was trooper. the cool yeah. thing. Is that it was... You know, obviously it was a guy uh, right there in a costume, but he actually looked like he was CGI, which was, I don't know how you pull that off, but he really did. I thought that was cool. On my way to the bathroom, I walked by in one of the rooms down where we had had our first panel. It said cosplay for men. So, of course, I had to look. <laughs> I walked by the bathroom. I look, and there's a guy standing up there dressed as Thor talking to the panel. I was like, i got to go to the bathroom. I can't stand here. It's cosplay for men. Cosplay for a minute. But I, I think I was trying to squeeze in down there before our next panel I started. I like cosplay so much. I love the company. <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, wait. That's the men's store. Yeah. You don't like the way your fat ass looks in a Starfleet uniform. I guarantee you. <laughs> or your money back. What? Whatever happened to that dude? Because he got ousted from his company. They really? Him, yeah, they put him the hell out. Wow. Yeah, the poor bastard. I'm like, isn't that kind of like... Because he pissed too many people off. Isn't that kind of like firing Ronald McDonald or something? Uh, oh, that clown's got it coming. <laughs> All right, clown, I've had enough of your shit. Out. But no, he did. He, didn't he? I think... Was he just the spokesperson or he actually, like, created that company? I thought he created the company. I thought he did too. Yeah, they booted, they booted him. I can't believe you were drinking that, dude. Seriously, I could piss colder than what that, that drink is, man, the temperature-wise. Look, man, there's nothing wrong with a that bottle is... of Diet Mountain Dew that's been sitting in a car all day in the sun. Oh, man. This is to make you a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> you're strap this on your sore ass. No, I'm serious, man. That's, that's like... What's that, up? That should be an official flavor of Mountain Dew. Hot or hot piss? Hot dew. Hot town, summer in the city. <laughs> Gonna drink some hot Mountain Dew, yeah. So I hear that song about a blow up a bottle of Tella. Every day. Is it are they even around anymore? Are there even bottle tellers anymore? I don't think there are, are they? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Oh, they, I'll tell you what, the AC feels good. You see how Max tapping. Oh, I was dying, man. I know. I was just uh, trying to get to the next cool place. Well, it's like I was saying over dinner. I don't understand it because I come to the parks all the time. I mean, like, oh, you you see me in my ears on Facebook. You're like the Terminator. That's man. all he does. That's all he does. I think I actually said that to my wife. I'm like, God, does Scott do anything but go to the park? No, I go to the park. That's what I moved here for, man. But no, I'm serious. I go to the parks all the time, and I walk my ass off, and I sweat and sweat and sweat and sweat. I sound like a 
Richard Simmons workout. And, and sweat, and, and sweat, and one, and two. It's the freak workout. So why the hell don't I weigh like 98 pounds soaking wet? That's what I don't understand. Because when you get home, you eat and eat and eat and eat. Well, there's that. Although it would not be evidenced by the stuff I have put into my body this weekend, I've actually been really good on the eating. Not only am I not eating as much, I've actually been eating very healthy. I've been eating a lot of fruits, a lot of like, you know, low low carb, no carb stuff. I'm drinking almost exclusively water. Have you been or not been around me all weekend or something? What? When were you eating the fruits? No, no, that's what I said. I, that's why I prefaced it was saying that it would you, know, you wouldn't know it by how I've been treating oh, okay. my body this weekend. Well, oh, this weekend. Oh, okay. But no, up until I'm like, were this you not weekend, the guy that ate the big that the because you the you big were, chicken with me? Because you jumped my ass for what? for having Mountain Dew this morning when we were heading out the door. I'm like, dude, this is the first soda I said I've that had. It's regular soda, and right? You know, that's what that no, was my thing. Well, but you know what? You were right too. I think that's one of the reasons I had such a nasty headache all day long because that goddamn Mountain Dew. But no, I gave up soda. Months ago, months ago, because duh, my uh, my blood pressure started started playing tricks with me. So I've been I've been having headaches for a while. And I finally went to the doctor about it, and, uh, and it all had it was all related to my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So you know, I started working out again, walking, and just basically just trying to live better. You know, I just trying to take care of myself and eating better. And I've lost a lot of weight. I, did, I lost about 10 pounds. I, I had started Weight Watchers, and then um, I I was doing good, and then that kidney stone stuff came, and, and I, it, I was still drinking a lot of water, and then when I got done, it was like I went crazy, because I'm like, ah, I'm so happy. I'm not in pain. Woohoo! Let's just eat and drink and be merry. For tomorrow, we die. <laughs> Yeah, my face was kind of going numb. And I'm not not drinking. (laughs) 
Well, it just occurred to me that I, they might be hearing nothing but a hiss in the recording. I can't feel my face. Is it too cold? No, I was just kidding. No, now it's fine. I mean, I like it, like, oh, yeah. Arctic. It's funny, everybody else was complaining how cold the, the con room was there today. But well, I was it wasn't it. bad at first, but it, I mean, compared to the first room, the first room was like, uh, uh, I think we were on preheat, some in that room, because it's like, whew, I got the vapors. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if, like, uh, when I'm on, you know, like, because I, I have the same thing going on when I'm teaching, when I'm at, when I'm at DU, if I'm teaching, the room is like frigid, freezing. But when I'm on, I think my heart rate goes up, yeah. so my temperature goes up. So I don't notice it as much, and it, and it actually helps me because it, it helps me like regulate, you know. Well, even towards but the end of the second panel, where the room was cold, right. I was starting to get cold because I wasn't cold at first. I was comfortable, but then I was like, oh man, it's starting to get cold. Well, as soon as the show was over, I was like, damn, it's freezing in here. But while the show was going on, I was like perfectly comfortable. And while everybody else was like, poor Jane Emerson, they're freezing to death, you know. So. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that... Does that follow? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could be... Your blood rate could be up. Yeah. You know. Blood rate... Heart rate goes up, so temperature goes up, right? Yeah, or blood flowing. I don't know. The fighter. You're the doctor. The man. fighter. <laughs> yeah, I'm a doctor of sexual dysfunctions. Not uh, <laughs> fight or flight... Uh, I almost said fantasies, but I guess that would be a... Uh, See, I don't want so much a nickname. I want a prefix, like you a guys. Prefix, yeah, because you've got Doctor Bill and Paul's got Producer Paul. We've got Professor Alex. You're Mister really, Comics. He's really a professor. Uh, you know that didn't really stick, though, did it? Plus, again, that's we, more of a nickname. I want a, I want a, I want a, I want a prefix. But uh, what works? What starts with S? <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, yeah. You, sorry, Scott. No, thank you. No, no, that's not what I was thinking. I was, Great, great Scott. No, I don't like that. It's like, a, it's like Back to the Future. Uh, I don't know. Somebody will come up with something. Oh, so you want something, so you want alliteration like Stanley, like, like Scatterbrain or something. Mm. Probably would end up, end up, actually that fits pretty well. Sus- so, uh, Sasquatch. Sasquatch. No. Sasquatch. 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 No, that doesn't work. We could have... Uh, Last name, or we can do, you know, no. Gorgeous Gardner. We had Gregarious uh, Gardner. Some when I was in, when I was in the service, somebody came up with this idea of, of calling everybody like like a portion of their last name dog. <laughs> so like one of my friends' name was his last name was just Green. So yeah, what were you guard really, dog? Yeah, exactly, exact guard dog. Guard and I hated that. Scott guard dog. Hated that. So no, that is not a thing. That's okay. Robinson somehow became Robbie. Yeah, that happened to, to Robbie Robinson too. Yeah. I was listening to oh god, what was it? Because I meant to write in and tell and correct them. I was listening to something where somebody was reviewing an issue of Spider-Man, and they called. I believe it was Andy. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. I, well, no, maybe. I don't was know. it on Back to the Bins? I think it was on Back to the Bins. When somebody was reviewing a, yes, it, it was, was, it was editors. Yes, it was uh, Dave and Hero. Yes, doing the what if issue. That's right. I think they later and did somebody corrected. corrected, or somebody said, um, 
Joe. Joe. They called him Joe Robertson. They said, isn't his name Robbie? No, his name is Joe, and Robbie is a nickname, which I always thought anybody I've ever known where somebody did that, took part of their last name and made it their nickname, they always hated it. So I was always surprised that Robbie didn't seem to mind that nickname. You would think that would irritate the hell out of me. Be like, no, my name is Joe. No, I had a coach in high school that did that. He called me Robbie. And the first time he did it, I was in the middle of a lift with some weights. Right. And it made me laugh. And I dropped the weights on my chest. Whoops. It's like, Whoa. I can't breathe. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, then I had a chief when I was in the Navy. He just called me Robbie. Unfortunately, he died in a very freak accident, falling on a glass coffee table. Ouch. Yeah. Found that out like a year or two ago. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Wow, man, that's like that's like Final Destination crap." That's weird. Glad I don't own a glass coffee table. That little side note. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's that's freaky. That's one. That's not one you hear every day. No. Look, you know, I'm not gonna get graphic on what happened either. Just, just to say he didn't make it. So let's see. Tomorrow we've got got a couple of panels. Beyond that, I'm not really sure what we're doing. We we had discussed uh, possibilities of some shopping. Possibilities some shopping, of going, yeah. maybe checking out a little something da- downtown Disney for some Guardian oh, stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're gonna go check out Guardian swag in downtown Disney. Swing. And uh, and then probably just uh, I don't know so much recording as doing some some laying out of plans for the future because. Well, you Scott might get out with Scott. I've got a three-hour drive home. Scott Reifen and I are, are, uh, are working on a, on a secret project, so, yeah. Secret, secret, secret squirrel stuff, right? Tell me you think you're heading squirrel, Scott. Yeah, is it three hours for you to get back? Uh, from your house, yeah. If I drive to the con, it'll oh, take me two yeah, hours. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. So I'll probably just drive to the con. Con, yeah, that's not a con. bad idea. Con! That's not a bad idea, actually. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, you know what do you think of Conjure so far? I, Be honest. I've, I, no, I've had a lot of fun. I, I think it's been a good time. I've had fun. It's not as big as we th- think. No. Well, you know, actually, well, I think it's first. bigger than we thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. At one point, we were really wondering. Well, when we went Friday and kind of scouted it out, I was kind of like, eh, no, but I mean, it, it, to my understanding, and I, I could be completely wrong about this, but to my understanding, the way it was described to me is that this is the first one. Oh, so really? for it being the first time, all the DreamCon shirts that the guys had on—is that the same guys? Uh, Were they like work another con? See, I, uh, that's what I don't know. Because all of them had DreamCon. The, the way it was described to me is that is that the guy, the the, the primary mover and shaker behind the whole thing. That he has done other conventions, uh, but this is like the first one he's put on. The first one he's like trying to get going here for like the Orlando area. Oh, okay. And so, I mean, considering that it's the first one, and considering that there is, I'm trying to think of a diplomatic way to say this, but frankly, there's there's a bigger, um, better as far as guest list goes convention more established more established uh, that's a good way to put it more established yes Tampa Bay Comic Con was happening yes. the same exact weekend <laughs> where in, you live in Tampa yes and not only that my friend who works at a radio station calls me tonight as we're in Epcot and says hey I got a press pass if you want to go to Com- the Tampa Bay Comic Con tomorrow I'm like 
shoes. Yeah. Well, he had a hat. He had like a fedora yeah. on, and he had no glasses. So it's like. Yeah, but no, his his his. He was his, the evil Mike Bailey. His demeanor was very Mike Bailey. He was, he was very he was very nice guy. I liked him. And he's a, he what, a software engineer, yeah. and a business analyst. Yeah. Depending on what project he said his name was. But yeah, I think you're right. I think we have his car. George Bailey. <laughs> and then. Uh, say oh but you know I'm hoping that after it's all said and done I'm hoping that they'll solicit some you know those of us that were actually presenters and stuff for some feedback and essentially my feedback would come down to I I think they've got a a hell of a good format I I think it's a good formula for success Um, I think it just needs a little bit of of tweaking and refinement Uh, they definitely need to do a better job as far as staying in communication with Panelists, panelists, and presenters, and you know, having all their ducks in a row. But and really, the big thing was when I think there were too many panels because then you've got panels that are actually competing with each other for the yes. same small audience base. And I, I think we, that actually, I think we end up, you know, dividing. Go ahead. It was more uh, more than dividing. It was. I think we lost eighty percent of our audience. We could have had. Yeah, well, yeah. So I, I think on some of them because we went up against Joel Hodgson. Yeah, that was D three K. We're gonna lose that battle. <laughs> so I, I think if they did it to where there wasn't uh, there wasn't conflicts in panel, but then again, but they gotta draw as many people in through as many. Right, right, yeah. So, but but still, maybe just that's the only panel you have at that time frame. Period. Right. Well, you know, you got a rock star panel. I almost think maybe they had too many panels. Well, that's what I was, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, I'm just maybe for that many, one hour. going at the that same That one time, hour, that's, that's the only that's big exactly, panel you got. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what I meant, was that... So know, that everybody can go to that, and then when you get out, they can all split up and go back to the, what other little panels they want. Right. Well, you know, you, you, you treat... I think it, with, when it comes to panels, you have to treat it like... I mean, yeah, some of them are going to be niche panels. Right. You have to treat them like a TV schedule, I think, that... You know, when it comes yeah. to a particular what do you want to watch time of most? day, you can treat it like Saturday morning cartoons, you know, where you've got 15 panels going on at the same time, all diverse subjects. But then when you've got the one rock star panel that you know that everybody's tuning into, you know, the, the, the big, you know, the, the, the star, you right. know, right. then you don't have anything that's on an opposite channel at the same time because you know they're just going to get freaking clobbered, you know. Right. And I think that's the way that, that, that they should have done it. But, again, you know, that's armchair quarterback shit. But, I mean, you know, if they ask us, that's, I mean, that's what I'm going to well, be honest. Well, maybe they didn't them. really know how big that panel was going to be. And that's why they just kind right. of shotgun had panels everywhere. Right. Like, I don't know what we're going to have tomorrow. Uh, how many Aaron yeah. Gray fans we're going to get. No, yeah, no idea. I think we'll just shut up and let her turn the talking. Well, with her being one of the headliners, you know, I, I would think that it have to see how it goes but but regardless I had a good time I had fun it was a chance to if nothing else it was a chance to you know practice public speaking skills and all that sort of thing I had a blast I I think Scott had a good time the uh, I thought the Marvel Star Wars panel went really really well I thought the I thought the um, podcasting one went really well too it's it was just a little bit like I think the thing with that one is it was a little long. Uh, you know, as far as they gave us more time than I felt like we really needed for that one. 
and so yeah. much I was I kind of got to a point in that one where that's I was like that's kind of why I like shot off into audio dramas right. and video podcasts because I, that's why I kept casually looking at I don't know if you saw I I had my phone on, on my hat right. and I would reach down just to see what time wise we were right. looking at so it's like alright we gotta come up with something else for another 15 yeah, minutes yeah I was doing the same thing because it got to a point where I was like you know, I don't want to be lazy, but essentially, if you want to know what to do, here's two episodes on the feed. Go listen <laughs> to them, you know? So I realized shortly into it that it was like, maybe I should have listened back over those episodes to remember what the hell I said. I, I don't know. It was, <laughs> so it, it was a little disjointed, but I don't know. Hopefully it'll play, you know, all right as, a, as an audio if, if I, I'm not sure. I'm gonna, what do you think? Should that be included in the audio for all this? Or? We've recorded so much now. We probably got like five hours of this shit. Anyway, we've got more audio. Us driving. <laughs> people love it though. Or stuff that stuff that I've recorded with different people just driving around in the car is sometimes true, the yeah. most popular stuff that we do. I listen to that with Shag, you and Shag, you know, Disney. The celebration. All of celebration there two years ago mm-hmm. was really nothing but us driving around, you know, from place to place for to the convention and back for like a weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. That's most of the audio was in the car, and I think some of that audio was me calling you while you're driving there. Oh, when, really? when I met up with you guys, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to believe that was two years ago already. The one thing I remember the most was when Sean said. Uh, I sent you the text or something. He said it's when you were trying to get all of us out of the hall, and he said something that's like it's like herding cats. I need to listen back. I haven't listened that in a long time. Oh, well, looks like looks like we're almost off the expressway. That's it. Oh, you know what? I need to. Uh, how much change I think I need 75 cents to get on here that's the only toll right right here is there yeah, another one this is when you get on and then right so I gotta pay 75 cents there do I have another one down there uh yeah I think there's I think there's a few between here and when you're gonna finally get on oh yeah there is another one so yeah. I need to get uh yeah but the other one I think has people so I'll probably need to bring oh, some change you. before I cause I almost couldn't get off of the whole thing I had to dig up another quarter to make sure I'm like, girl, because I'm driving my dad's truck and he is, he's out of state right now and they bill him by plate. Where the hell's the bill going to go? Right. You know, I'm always the worst case scenario guy and I mean, you know, dad's going to lose his license. And he even made his toll in Orlando. Oh, I was in South Carolina. Uh, all right. I'm going to turn the recorder on. Good night. Good night, little kids. Good night. <laughs> If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. (laughs) 
Visit our website at two truefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T W O T R U E F R E A K S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at two truefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for... Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Are you cheap son of a bitch? Are you crazy? Those guys are retards. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. <laughs>